Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Price of War. I am Sinsaku, and I am the executive producer here at Final Show Films, and I now turn it over to our back-from-hiatus, Jim. Hello, I am William, and I am your dungeon master for The Price of War. As it turns out, The Price of War is shaping up to be quite a few people's lives. <laughs> Or however much this tech mob that uh, Zachary's got going. Gold. <laughs> I'm figuring out the kinks. Mike, a little closer to your mouth. Yeah. Anyway, so, when last we left our heroes, they had just returned to Sanctuary and begun to make use of some of the very brief downtime that they've got. Uh, during which time, Strafonio asked Najka to bring him to Ulduar, where he journeyed into the frozen prison of the old gods and met with Kodir, the father of winter, and had a discussion about the origins of kobolds and what their place in history was. So we continue back there in Ulduar. Strafonio. Should we introduce ourselves, perchance? Oh, yes, uh, yes. Let's, let's go around the circle. Starting on my left. I'm Stan, playing uh, Kalana, who's a night elf ranger. And on my far left. I'm Zach. I'm playing Craig Bolting, Goblin Tinker. And across from me... I'm John, and I'm playing Thorn, Druid of the Sonarian Circle. And on my far right... I'm Strafonio, playing Austin. Wait. <coughs> I'm Austin, playing Strafonio, the mad cobalt explorer of secrets. And on my immediate right... I'm Holly. I'm playing Tommy, the human warrior. We, we've, all, we've always known that Austin was just a meat puppet for his characters. Yep. All right. So, Stefonio, you are currently in Ulduar, speaking with Hodier, and I believe he has taken you towards uh, Freya's garden. Yes. Yeah. So, as you walk around the outside of the the observatory that stands over Yoxeron's prison, uh, you make your way into the lush, verdant, uh, massive room that is Freya's garden, which. <laughs> There, it it looks like you it looks like you stepped into into a verdant meadow. There are plants and flowers as far as the eye can see uh, above your head. You can almost make out the ceiling beneath what appears to be blue sky and clouds and some sort of light source that is mimicking the sun. But it looks like while well, you are definitely still inside the mountain, but it looks like you stepped into a peaceful meadow. Okay. This where Freya was? Yes. The mother of nature was fond of her garden. Ah. What happened? Loken, the traitor, took over as a servant of Yogg-Saron and... Well, much of this facility was damaged. And Freya was betrayed and lost. What happened to Lokan? Lokan has been vanquished. My brother Thorim and I have dealt with him. That good. So, learn more about kobolds? If you can find anything of interest here... Feel free to peruse. It is still a 
painful place for me. Thank you. Strafonio will uh, presume to wander the meadow, I guess. All right. Uh, Hodier turns and makes his way back to his halls. So you are free to explore the, the meadow and see if you want to find anything. Yep. I'm just going to look around and see if anything catches my eye. Can I have a pencil? Roll me... Perception. Sure. Perception or search? Uh, search. Let's go with search. Good, because it's a lot better. <laughs> what? Ah. One of those. Uh, 45 on a natural 20. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, after a while of searching, you make your way into what appears to be a moss-grown-over cave. And as you make your way through and you explore around, uh, this cave is very large, very well dug. It looks like it's been here for a while and the moss has sort of grown over all the walls. Uh, But as you look around and you bring your candlelight to look at the walls, you think you can make out some kind of markings underneath some of the moss? Um, first of all, can I use my profession mining to determine uh, if it, this is cobalt craftsmanship? Uh, sure. <laughs> Adding intelligence, I guess? Yeah. My dice are doing well tonight. Do, do, do. Mining. 59. What do I know about the mining of this cave? It's better than you would expect from most mortal races. This is either a naturally occurring cave that was just beautifully perfect. So it's created by Freya in the formation of this whole meadow. I mean, yeah, so. probably. That, that's, that's probably the most likely. Um, kobolds could make something of this caliber. You, okay. you know for a fact. But you don't imagine that there are too many kobolds in this area. Yes. Um, can I examine these markings? Uh, you'd have to clear away some of the moss. What would that involve? Uh, depends on how you want to do it. Is this earth or is it stone? Uh, this is stone underneath the, underneath the, uh, moss. Oh, hold on. I have a wither spell. Let me just hunt what level that is. Um... Maybe I don't have to prepared. I thought I had something that repelled plants. I was about to say wither. Yeah, fun spell to cast in the middle of a nature domain. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not like it's not like the full wither spell. That's a I think it's a necromancer only. Well, it's, no, that's a druid spell. There, there's there's the yeah, necromancers. Necromancers can cast wither. I am neither. Oh no. Yeah, no. I have a different wither spell. It's level one. It's not like the massive op. It's not. It's not. The, no, it's it's that's, not level, the one that's a level seven spell. It's not the one that absorbs the life out of people. Pardon me, we'll operate this uh, spell book one hand. Yeah, there's currently a baby in your hand. So yeah, for, right. for listeners, there has been a new addition to the group. It's a baby, and the All cat is very right. interesting to the baby's. When under uh, the effects, da, 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 da. it's specifically made for drying herbs, flowers, and small plants with touch. Um, I can either preserve plants or I can dry them um, to deal minor damage to plants or pull them away without harming anything around them. Alright. So I will cast Wither 
on the moss to pull it away without harming anything underneath it. Alright, so you just reach out with the... You form the arcane shape in your hand, and as you reach out, the, the, the magic sort of... The, the plant life just kind of becomes dry, as if it hasn't had any kind of nutrients or rain for a while, and it makes it sort of brittle, and you can easily just kind of grab a handful of moss and pull it away, and you just start with your hands just pulling the moss off of the side of this wall. And right. as you... Uh, as you continue to clear the side of this cave wall, you do manage to make out what appears to be some carvings on the inside of this cave. What are the carvings of? Um, you have decipher script. I do actually. You roll that for me. I have a pretty good decipher script. I also get bonuses to decipher script. Nice. I'm waiting for the dice to suddenly betray me. It'll be in the first combat. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> um, do, do, do. Thirty-six decipher script. Nice. I, I'm an arc. I'm an explorer of secrets. It's kind of what I do. Yep. What is it? Um. So these appear to be some very, very old pictograms. They were. They look like they've been dug out by a single-edged instrument, just, like, hacking down, like, almost with, like, a chisel and hammer, just, like, hacking down into the stone. And, um, they look like small depictions of of creature that was born from the earth and designed to burrow caves and build... All of the tunnels for all the subterranean life of the world. Do they look fleshy, or do they look like they are like the metallic beings that we that inhabit these areas? These are really simple cave drawings, so it's really hard to tell. Um, they do, however, from what you can see from the drawings, sort of emit a light as they move through the caves. So it goes deeper into these caves. Like the 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 drawing is like. Along the side of the wall, the cave isn't incredibly deep, but the the drawing sort of shows that these figures seem to have some method of basically as they as they wandered the caves, they illuminated all that they all that they dug and shown it with the light of the sun as they walked through, and as they burrowed the as they burrow all of the all of the natural all of what now people assume to be the natural forming caves that basically house the subterranean creatures of this world. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, cast the record spell to record all of these pictograms into uh, perfectly into sheets of parchment, which I'll roll up and put into scroll cases. All right. So that I've got a perfect copy of all of it. I'm just going to search this cave to see if there's anything else in here. Uh, let me search. Austin. Your cat is staring at me. Yes, she does that. <laughs> All right, there's the betrayal of my dice. Uh, Twenty-eight. <laughs> Twenty-eight. When I do things, I do them well. Plus twenty-five to my search check. I'm also a kobold, which gives me a stupid search check. Yep. Kobolds uh, are really you... good, by the way. <laughs> as you as you look through the area, as you examine. More of these walls just sort of pushing away moss wherever it, it, you think it might be hiding something. 
Uh, there's similar markings throughout the caves that seem to be of similar depiction. It like there's one that marks a series of of creatures made from stone that um, make massive works of like architecture and artifice that build keeps that build massive structures. So they see would they seem to be dwarves based on my uh, based on your knowledge of history. This this does seem to match up with the story that the dwarves were once the earthen. Okay. Um, you find one that depicts uh, giants made of iron who guard the ancient places of the world. The the Titan Watchers themselves, perchance. Probably not. Um, you think from what you know of history. The Titans were probably the ones who initially made these races, so probably not them. No, the, the, ti- Titan. the Titan Watchers were probably the ones who made these races. All right. Um, would knowledge of the Titans give me any insight into what those could be? Uh, roll it for me. Yes. Okay. Um, twenty-seven. Uh, the only subgiant race that you know of that isn't just the actual giants. Who these could be? These could be mountain giants, but they're not broad enough in your mind. These pictures, because mountain giants are very square. Like most giant species are about as broad as they are tall. They're these, they're, ti- they're giant dwarves, basically. Yeah. Uh, these these species appear to be much more human in shape. Uh, and the only gigantic species that you, that strikes you as having a humanoid shape of that level is the Vrykul. So these would be the Vrykul. Maybe. Oh, all these pictograms I'm recording, by the way, so Mm -hmm. I'll record these as well. So this is is the part where, in the movie, where the music builds to a magnificent crescendo, and he comes upon one final secret before the ground opens up underneath him and swallows him and he disappears forever. (laughs) Well, let's hope that our uh, our cinema uh, following is poor. (laughs) <laughs> what else do I find? Uh, so, aside from that, uh, you also find small figures made of made of metals that build wondrous devices that build the facilities and manage them. Those are definitely the gnomes. Yeah, you can you can put that together. Yeah, and as you look through the walls, you find yourself stepping on uneven ground. And as you look down, you realize that there is several carved almost like pods carved out of the earth beneath you that have slowly filled up with stone but the the base shape of what used to be basically like a a nook or a pod dug out of the earth once was called it <laughs> could i unearth these uh potentially roll me mining with dexterity <laughs> roll the thing you're best at agility Alright, and I'm going to use my spells to make my mining ridiculous, if that's okay. Go for it. You obliterate the pods, sorry. <laughs> no, this is skillful mining, sir. Um, 46 is... You mine too hard. Uh, 64. Yeah, it doesn't take you very long. As you as you find as you find the, the, the contours of what were these pods, they don't they don't look like a whole lot. They seem to just be sort of like um, 
ovular like holes that seem to have come out that seem to have been dug into the ground as far as you can tell so you're supposed to roll a d20 not a d100 when you do your skill checks by the way <laughs> just throwing that out there um do they look like they they would be like birthing pods or egg pods or anything of that type if you had to find if you had to describe it yes but they're just raw stone like you don't see anything of particular anything that would strike you with a birthing pod quick crack it a, a creature that was born of the stone though could this would this be the appropriate size for the creatures i've seen on the wall you could fit inside one of these pods so how well do i fit in if i i'm gonna get crawl inside one how well do i fit uh you're basically like balled up like proper fetal position basically yeah hmm De- uh, does my detect magic pick up the aura of magic in this? Um, Remember that I have super detect magic. You do. Arcane. But if there was any magic here, it's thousands of years old. Yeah. And the Plus roof the meadow is magic. Yeah, the entire meadow is still magic. Alright. Anything else to find in these caves? This seems to be mostly it. Okay. You found various carvings of various different species, and then these pods. Alright, well, I've recorded everything down in my notes and done the visual recordings of things with uh, parchment and spells and all that and detected magic and all. I've cast every scrying spell that I possibly have, mm-hmm. basically. I'm assuming I don't get any more information from them, though. Yeah, basically. But I've recorded all the information. It'll, it'll take me a while, so that, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Basically, the entirety of the downtime that we have in Sanctuary. Well, I'll, I'll teleport back. We have in Sanctuary, you have in Old War. Yes, well. <laughs> What I'll teleport back EOD. Yeah. What are you what are you guys doing? I am tending my circle. Alright. Real creative there. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm looking for an amulet I'm, that'll I'm, I'm a druid. I do what druids do. <laughs> I'm you looking around to see if there's anything it. I can afford with gives no. me a plus five I'm in intelligence. Going. What was the market price on a Wait, plus, plus five, five specifically? Yes. So you have plus an odd numbered intelligence, intelligence or something? Yes, yeah. I have 11. I, I upped one. Uh, so 25,000? Yeah, that seems like an accurate price. Um, Give me 10 grand. And it would have to be a circlet or a hat. Yeah, circlet, hat, or glasses, which fill the same spot. Uh, no, glasses are a different spot. Uh, yeah. And it has nothing to do with perception. What's a circlet? What? I mean, like a... You can, there's a headband would... slot yeah, and headband. a hat slot. Right. They're separate slots. Yes. <clears throat> Because you you can wear a headband and a hat. You look stupid doing it, but you can't. Well, technically, it's like, if you think about the kings, they're wearing a a, a helmet and a crown. The crown would be the circlet spot, the helmet would be the head spot. Well, the armor I'm wearing actually has a hood. I mean, I look look like I'm wearing a hood. Hood is a hat spot. Yeah. But, but I mean, that is not part of the magic. It's just the belt. You can can put the hood back, so. Well, I, I can put... Well, you have an open circlet spot, is what we're saying. Yeah, I can put a headband underneath the hood. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, you can wear the headband slot. You can still fill that. Okay. Yeah the 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 hat of the the hat of the um, armor set that you're wearing is a hat slot, and you can still wear a headband with it. It's just not. Well, actually, um, is there there's, there's oh you don't have the cap yet, do you? Well, no, I don't have that yet. There's um, but the cap is. I've got to keep it. Yeah, I've got to keep it open. There's a, there's a, there's farmland, isn't there? 
Like what? Sanctuary has farmland now, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'll probably <clears throat> after you know after tending to the grove a bit, I'll probably wander into the farmland and and make sure everything's growing healthily. Help any of the see if any of the farmers require assistance with their crops um, or land. Farmers certainly appreciate the assistance, but uh, they're growing about as well as they can considering the environment. Yeah. You know, it, this is yeah. this is growing in Iceland in the snow. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's. There is grass. This is a green place, but you're growing in Iceland. Yeah. Which is the greener of the two of the two giant islands? Yes. Iceland is greener than Greenland. Yes. Greenland was a trap. <laughs> Literally, Gre- it was named as a trap. Greenland was a lie. It was named to keep people from going to Iceland. Yes. Um. But, you know, like, like not, not just with their crops, like if there's anything harassing them or harrying them. I'm looking for plot hooks, sir. <laughs> Congratulations, somebody lost their sheep. <clears throat> you, you used to detect animal spells and you found their sheep. And found, you know, a band of trolls at the same time. Something like that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah the crops are growing okay. The, uh, everything is moving as well as you could expect it. In the environment. That said, they're still only growing enough for the town, basically. They're subsistence farming at this point for the entire town. I can use my uh, plant growth spell to make their crops grow better. I mean, yeah. That'd be a temporary fix. Yeah, I, I can do it, like... A lot. <laughs> yeah, still be a temporary fix. Yeah. You're, you're giving a man a fish. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I don't know if I can actually do anything to improve the quality of the land. I can. Which is weird. Not that I'm inclined to. I mean, I can make irrigation systems. I imagine they already have that, though. Oh, yeah. Like, they Ma- kind of have to. Mazzy and Minzy are, like... Yeah, it's one of those weird stuff. things. Is like, I can improve a small circle of land... Uh, but I can't, like... It, but it only lasts so long as I'm there. <laughs> Whereas I can scribe a sigil on the dirt, and then a 20-mile radius is good for, like, a year. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> the, That's the, ridiculous. The, the power disparity between this is, is interesting. Well, you're also, fair, you're also the one, however, that can literally call down stars onto your yeah. enemy. You can, you can affect nature much more unnaturally. The best that I can do is create favorable conditions... For the terrain, I can't make Iceland not icy. I can yeah, just I can make do it. that. I can do that, but only while I'm there. <laughs> I can make Iceland favorable for Iceland. Yeah, like Iceland will grow as well as Iceland grows. <laughs> yeah, yep. The best Iceland growing you'll get, but I mean, I can also move. I can also make trees turn into treants and attack people. So there's that. Yeah, too. I can't do that. <laughs> None of my like land affecting spells are fast acting. Shall All we say? All of the forest is an ambush. Um, so yeah, if the, if the farmers don't have any immediate major problems, I'll just wander around tending to whatever I can. I mean, there is an issue of local creatures um, basically stealing some of the crop. That's my job. All right. <laughs> well, what kind of local creatures does it? It's hard to say because, like, the it, it tends to happen at night where temperatures are so cold that you can't actually station a watch. Yeah. If only somebody in the party had the track feet. Hmm. 
I wonder. If only somebody in the party was a druid and could stay up at night. <laughs> what I'm saying is we have three people in the party who are well suited yeah, to figuring this out. We do indeed. And oh, we yes. have Tommy who could just like sit there and be giggly until it came and kill it. And we have <laughs> uh, Mr. Goblin Pit Merce person who I'm sure could find some strange mechanical solution to the problem. I mean, the Goblin's mechanical solution is just build robotic sentries. <laughs> yeah. Like, this Camera, is a javelin, spring, done. This is a scarecrow with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing a scarecrow with a flamethrower, actually. That's the worst scarecrow in the world. You kill the creature, but you also you kill the crop. The, the scare everything. <laughs> Farmer included. What you do is you actually... I will tell you the ash is very good for soil. What, what you do is you just actually make a scarecrow that's made out of a blade barrel. Um, yes. I'm actually going... So, so what, are, is there a specific farm that is uh, that, that's having these difficulties, or are they all the farms? Uh, some less trouble, but the, the farms in the outlying are having their crops stolen at night. All right, I'm going to go out towards the outlying farms, and I'm going to commune with nature. And see if it's a natural, and see if it's a natural creature that's doing this, or if it's something a like a troll. Like, like, yeah, it's, it's like trolls or something. Trolls. I mean, trolls are still natural creatures, like, like still. beasts as opposed to yeah, humanoids. As opposed to humanoids. Yeah. Creatures with the animal subtype yes. is what he's asking about. Yes. Now, um, this is not done by animals. As you as you re- as you extend your senses into the land around you, you can feel the trace footfalls that were left, and. While there are massive hoof prints, they never approach the they never approach the farmland. There are there are always as the as the hoof prints wherever you find these hoof prints in your senses, there are smaller footprints that their footprints rather than hoof prints that wander into the fields and you find these footprints lingering about across it's the plant, across yeah, the crops. Parties of trolls stealing so everything. So sensing, you know, sensing where the footprints are, I'm going to go and, and visually inspect them to see Why if I can determine what type of creature left the footprints. Trolls are his favorite enemy. He blames them for everything. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's true. He hates trolls. I've been, yeah, I've been watching the area. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I guess survival check to yeah, sure. determine the nature of the footprints with my massive survival check. Uh, what's what's sixteen plus twenty four? Enough forty or forty. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That number. Um, yeah, these are too small to be trolls. Can I determine what they are? Like, like how many toes? How big of a foot? Uh, small. They're wearing shoes, so hard to tell with All the right. foot. Well, they're they're wearing shoes, which eliminates a number of species. Well, <laughs> they're small shoes. We're Small. talking like a size two. Yeah. And what about the hoof prints? What kind of what kind massive? Magnetars. Like, like the the hoof prints are the size of some people. Like a Kodo, <coughs> Kodo beast hoof prints, or bigger than that? Bigger than Kodo beasts. Um, can with you know while I'm communing with nature, can I determine what type of beast? Well, what sort of mounted beast it was? Uh, if you had to take a guess, the only hoof prints that you know that are this size. As Austin said, magnetars. Magnetars. What rides magnetars? Nothing that you know of. All right, that's nothing great. that wants to live. Well, something is. Um, where would magnetars be? 
Uh, they tend to live near the mountains or near, like, massive hill caves. Okay. Um, I'm going to summon nature's ally and summon a crow. Okay. Uh, and really quickly jot, like, like pull out some parchment and jot down a message. Uh, just, you know, giving my location, asking, uh, to meet me here, uh, and put it in a tube, attach it to the crow, and send it to go find, uh, Kalana. Alright. So you, you weave some of the nature magic into your hands, and as you, as you bring your fingers up to whistle and you hold your arm out, a, a, a small crow flies in from the horizon and lands on your arm, and you just sort of... Whisper the instructions into its ear as you take the as you tie the, uh, the the scroll case to it to one of its claws, and it takes off through the air. Yep, and it goes the wrong direction. Ha! A few minute a few minutes later, uh, Kalana, you're probably standing on the wall keeping watch on the wall sanctuary. Uh, just yeah, bombing around. Uh, I'm probably uh, flying around, uh, dropping rocks in the field, <laughs> practicing bombing runs. All right. <laughs> So it's like as, as you're as you're flying around, you, you spot approaching you in the air a small black crow is flying towards you. Okay. Do I want to talk to it? Uh, as it as it approaches, you do spot that it has uh, what appears to be a scroll case tied to its. Oh, foot. that's right. Yeah, I can see that from here. You have you're an elf. You're, you're an elf. Yes. You have those eyes. Okay, I. Uh... <laughs> Okay, I reach a, out and let him land on my He's arm. not just arm. an elf. He's hey, got, you know... You, you, you extend your arm out, and the, the, crow lands on your, the crow lands on your arm, and you just untie the scroll case from it from its foot, and you put it onto your onto your bandolier, and it caws and flies off. Okay. I look at the message and head off wherever he is. All right. Yep. Okay. Sounds cool. So I'm 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 standing over the footprints and just like when you get there. So we're circling about 200 feet above you. Well, look up and like, I drop a rock, but three feet away from you. See see how good I can do this. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Trying to not hit me with a rock. <laughs> Trying. Yeah. Just just see how good we've gotten so far. I don't know if I hit you or not. Let's see. Can I try to catch the rock? <laughs> it's a it's the size of a uh, a catapult bomb, so it's gonna be pretty heavy. I'm a half ogre. We <laughs> load those. So a giant twenty pound rock. Yeah, so 20, it's a twenty pounds. Yeah, twenty pound rock. Because <laughs> I'm trying to falling from the sky. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm training for yeah, yeah later. No, in life. I, I know. You're, you're, okay, yeah. I land. <laughs> uh, Let's see if I can catch it. <laughs> you have the strangest <laughs> ideas. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm, what's going on? Well, it appears that some intelligent creatures are poaching off of the farmlands here. Uh-huh. I came out to investigate and figured a tracker might give me further assistance. They appear to be small, intelligent humanoid creatures, but they are riding massive hooved beasts known as magnetars. Uh-huh. What is a magnetar? For those of us listening, it's at home. like a centaur mixed with a yeti. They're massive, basically furred centaurs that are 
the like they're the size Combine of a small house. Combine your centaur with the woolly mammoth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And a nice giant for the torso. Yeah, they're like they're like mammoth. They're like centaurs, but instead of a horse, it's a mammoth. Okay. They're 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 oh, huge. Okay, they're huge furry centaur-like creatures uh, with massive giant tusks. Got it. And they're typically the size of a small house. Cool. Nifty. I can I can reason with them. <laughs> okay, so checking the tracks. Can hand me the monster manual, please? Uh, they're actually in the lands. The, uh, they're the, in... Land, lands of Conflict. Yeah. Or Lands of Mystery. Yeah. yeah. Lands of Mystery, thank you. What'd you get? What'd you get? Come on. The the smaller tracks, they're just uh, about the size of kobolds or about the size of dwarves? More like kobolds than dwarves. <laughs> yeah. So they're pretty lightweight. Like, you, if you had to guess size, it's probably in the gnome kobolds um, range. Okay. And it's well, But it is wearing shoes, so probably not a kobold. Kobolds can wear shoes. Do they? Yeah. I thought they Especially, did. like, in this cold climate, snowballs. the snowballs that you've met do oh. wear shoes. Okay. Where's, my, where's tracking skills? Is that under... Uh... Knowledge nature or what? It'd be a survival check, wouldn't it? Survival? Yeah, it'd be survival. Oh, okay. Like I could theoretically track it on my own, but I'm yeah, not a <clears throat> I'm not a very combat oriented character. Well, the, so. the, the, the track feet is what allows you to actually follow tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean okay. So Which know, he has. Yeah. I got twenty one on my check just to make sure I know where everything is. So you want to try to figure out where these guys came from? Yes, and perhaps <clears throat> speak with them. It sounds like fun. Reason with them not to steal our crops or set up some form of trade, perhaps. Okay. So we're going to follow these guys for a while? Oh, those guys. Okay, yeah. No, they're evil, aren't they? Uh, typically speaking, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this this is going to end badly. Or they are a playable race. Yep. Ooh. Really? That'd be fun. They've got 19 racial but They're kind of big. Ah, they're super centaurs. And centaurs are already ridiculous. Uh, we, well, these are about the same. we may wish to retrieve Tommy, perhaps. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. If we have to take something out. Fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. The first, like, I, I flipped, like, Austin flips me to the page of Magnetar racial traits, and the first thing I see is plus 22 strength. Minus four agility, plus 18 stamina, minus two intellect, minus two spirit, minus four charisma. They're really, really strong. And really, really dumb. Really, well, what's really What's our intelligence? Minus, minus two intellect, spirit, and minus four charisma, minus four agility, but plus 22 strength and plus 18 They are stamina. big, ugly, Big and, and dumb. dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably slow, but you just don't want to get caught. Um, so I... Probably not speed wise that slow. They're considered well, no. huge creatures, but they are quadrupeds. Yeah. So um, I will. I will summon an aerial mount. Do, so do my ride do, back to town and. I was just going to send it. I was just going to send it to Tome. Because <laughs> it's intelligent. It's an intelligent creature. It can just find her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. We can do that. I'll uh, summon an aerial mount, give it specific instructions, and have it fly off to find Tommy. <laughs> like, put a note on it so that she can read it, too. Like, 
require your assistance. Please, please ride. I could send Moonshade just go pick her up and <laughs> just snatch her out of the field. Slightly. <laughs> this this is less likely to provoke an armed response. <laughs> So uh, after after a few minutes, wherever you are, a okay. large looks like a, it's a huge uh, creature that looks like a griffin made of plants and twigs lands next to you with a note attached to it. I I read the note. It just asks for your assistance and to ride the uh, mount back. Ride the beast. Did you sign it? You yeah, yeah, sign Thorn. Ahead. Yeah. Okay, and then she gets on and she right. rides it. It brings you back to me. Okay. Uh, we're going to investigate potential crop thieves, and provided that negotiations don't go well, I figured your particular talents would be necessary. She smiles. <laughs> Um, I follow the tracks. I do love okay. that with the community rules in the WoW RPG, you could play a turn-based strategy game with like massive cities. Nice, because they they're actually like you can make a character sheet for a town. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we follow the tracks. I was considering having one of you guys manage sanctuary like officially and like have a character sheet for sanctuary, but it never really played out. Uh. Especially because uh, Lucy left. We were, so. we were too busy yes. being movers and or shakers. Yes, yeah. we were at the other side of the planet Lucy for a while. Lucy was breaking the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright. Okay. So, you following those tracks? We're going to follow. Alright. Oh, they lead... Put Tommy on my shoulder again. <laughs> they lead northwest towards the mountain range. Uh, surrounds Ice Crown. Right. Okay. Um, you're going for... So we're both flying? I was walking. Oh, okay. We can fly. I was just walking. Okay. If it looks like it's going to be a long time, yes, we can fly. I mean, it'll be about half a day's, like, foot traffic. All right, yeah, we'll fly. I mean, it's hard to follow the tracks in the air. Fly just yeah, off the right, ground? Yeah, right, true. We'll just walk. Yeah, we got, I got to follow them anyway. Okay. Because I'm at a negative, what, six or eight? A negative eight to do it while I'm running. Anyway, all right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, just we'll walk. walk. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you, you follow you follow these tracks <coughs> for about half a day uh, before you make it over to the mountain range. And keep in mind, you can move pretty quick while while tracking. Like right, yeah, yeah. Like, I, can go, I can go full regular walking speed. Yeah. He can move real quick. I'm slow. <laughs> you can turn into something that moves quickly. I can. It's true. Like you, you can you can move at a pretty good clip. But this is just reasonable moving speed. You take about half a day to get to the mountain range. Yeah. Okay. Because um, you built pretty close to the mountains. Uh, but as you as you get there, you manage to you you crest one of the hills that uh, overlooks the like the dive before the mountains, mm-hmm. uh, and you find yourself looking down at what appears to be a very rudimentary. You you hesitate to call it a community, basically, but you see you know some basic fortifications, a big like wooden palisades. Um, um, do I know what language magnetars speak? No. Okay. Good they thing. probably speak their own language. <laughs> I was like wondering if it's like a uh, like a based off Titan or 
Tarahi. Probably not. <laughs> if it, yeah, if, if it was, was based off of anything, it would be based off of Giant or closer to Centaur, one or the other. Who knows? Okay. Like, the Magnetar are not a very open species. Yeah. yeah. They don't share a whole lot with other spa- with other races. Do I have tongues? Yes, I do. Ha ha. So what size a town is this? Like, or Does uh, it look like 20 of them or 60 of them? Uh, as you look around, uh, as you get an eye, it's like it's got like basic palisades, fortification. There's built into the side of the mountain, so there are caves leading further in. There's yeah. a big shrine in the middle of it with a huge stockpile of food stacked onto it. <clears throat> I see where our crops have gone. Um, if you had to take a guess, roll me spot. Can I also make Huck. it? 44. <laughs> You're guessing somewhere between 50 and 60. Okay. Um, Can I also uh, take a look? A 50 and 60 Magnetar. Right. Yeah. That's fine. I want to see what else is, you know... We can probably take a couple down before we go. <laughs> oh, I could take a lot of them down. I can, I can sweep them up in a hurricane. Don't worry. Um, what would happen to, like, an avalanche? It's worth noting that magnetars are huge creatures at minimum. Yes, they are. Uh, so but what if we do a... Ma- uh, 43, just to look and see what else... Like, if there are any smaller creatures that are with them as well as the magnetar? Uh, as you look around, you do spot what look to be snowballs um, moving about. Uh, you know, the, the big coal-burning braziers on their heads instead of candles, because candles don't work so well in the frozen north. Yeah. Uh, uh, snowballs and magnetar. What if we did the uh, did an avalanche and close up their cave? I could do that, yes. <laughs> Just for the sake of it. I'd like to attempt to talk with them first. Why? All living things deserve at least one chance. Oh, I guess. I am a druid. It's kind of my thing. If only you had a kobold emissary who wasn't an Uldwar. Yeah. We don't know where you're at. Yeah, we don't know. I don't think you'd make a very good diplomat. With kobolds? Snowballs. Absolutely. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but not with the magnetars. Would you actually shake hands with another kobold or not? No touch. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he thought about it for I a had, second. No to touch. Ask. <laughs> yeah, don't scare the kid. <laughs> um, does it look? Is, are there like obvious sentries on guard, or are they? Or is it just like sort of a free roaming community currently? Um, considering it's got palisade fortifications, yeah, yeah there are sentries. All right, Magnetar sentries. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll set Tommy down. Just watch from a distance. Uh, and I will approach the walls oh by boy. myself. <clears throat> I'm a half ogre. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like as immediate a kill it on sight thing as a human would be. <laughs> I, or sure night elf. Magnetars have a kill on sight radius of everything. Uh, I would think so. I'm. I. I. I am. I am attempting to negotiate first. Like as you. You approach uh, using the cover of, you know, the, the constant snowstorm that is going throughout some of these regions. Uh, and as you, as you enter sight range, however, the two of the Magnetar at the gate... I cast tongues on myself. Uh, ...look over at each other, and they, and they spot you, and one of them points his spear at you and yells something that you don't hear because through the driving snow... And the other one starts stampeding through the snow toward you. 
Does it look like he's going to slow down? Uh, no, because he's leveling his spear at you. I'm going right. to fire a shot from where I am. In that case... What's the range? We're, we're, we're like right on a mountainside, aren't we? <clears throat> Uh, they're on the mountainside. Yeah, they are. Um, oh, I don't have earthquake. What level spells? Also, are... earthquake wouldn't stop. Wouldn't do anything to this. No, mountain. it wouldn't. Do, yeah, it would take a while. Like earthquake, the spell did not make a big enough earthquake to cause an avalanche. Okay. Not unless you were literally on the snow peaks with when you cast the spell. Nope. You couldn't yeah. do it from the foot of the mountain. Alright, in that case, I'm going to look at the spell real quick and probably cast Hurricane. Let me look that's going to mess up my shot. That's good. It's going to mess up him, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It'll also give me cover to retreat and go, okay, they don't want to talk. Yeah, right. That's the more important part yeah. at this point. Uh, it's in Even More Magic and Mayhem, I believe. Pull that book up and go to spells. I tried, you know. Do you that's, have... that's, that's the important thing. I tried. I did my level best. Well, he's on foot. I mean, it's mag- it's a magnetar. Yeah, I know, but he's you on could hooves. You could fly away. Oh, I can definitely fly away, but you do. It's invisible and then fly away. I don't have invisibility. That's why I was going to do the hurricane oh, first. Oh, okay. Because <clears throat> they wouldn't see how I disappear. I see. Um. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Hurricane. How far away am I from Feel the the top of the hill. Yeah. So seeing through the blizzard, you're probably trying to take a look. Huh. Hurricane is not... Where is Hurricane? 230 feet, probably. Two, oh, okay. 230. Does anybody know what book Hurricane is in? Probably uh, make a note by all your spells as what book I should. Is. I should. Yeah. Or even better, write the descriptions next to him. I should do that too. Probably an even more magic in man. I just looked. It's not. Did you check even? Yeah, no. that even even is the one I looked in. It might yeah. be in more magic in man. Oh, Does a twenty six hit? <laughs> considering the the wind and everything else, uh, what kind wind, of negatives am I getting? You still hit him, yeah. Okay. Magnetars aren't hard to hit. No. They're hard to get down. Yeah, sure. But I just want to get his we're not, attention. We're not trying to kill it. We're just trying to get me cover. So I'm I trying can... to, to distract it. I don't yeah. damage. I mean, if we kill it, all the better. But um, I've got to have two of these. One of these and one of these, actually. Nice. Okay. Uh, 22. Okay. There it is. Hurricane. Spell creates a localized hurricane around you, pummeling nearby creatures with fierce electric- electrically charged winds. All creatures in the area take 2d6 points of bludgeoning damage, 2d6 points of electricity damage, and are chilled for one round. Uh, I think you're looking for tornado. Maybe that is what I'm looking for. No, no, hurricane's not looking for. It just creates a hurricane around me, which <coughs> in a snowstorm would blind him to my presence. Well, he, there's very obviously a hurricane right there, though, where you were standing. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm on a hurricane and then bird form and fly out. 
Does the hurricane stay there, or do you have to travel with you? Um, what's, the, what's the range? All creatures within 30 feet spread, centered on me. It, it stays where it's at. Yeah, it stays where it's at. For, for, one, for, for 14 rounds. So you got to fly straight up yeah, through, the, fly, through the eye it, of it. Yeah, it's only a 30-foot radius. I can yeah. fly straight yeah. up. Or try to. Uh, no, hurricane would travel with you because it, it's centered on you. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's fine then. He goes up. <laughs> I'll be a bird flying with a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an effective deterrent to ranged weapons. Yeah. So yeah, hurricane around me to prevent him from seeing me and to prevent him from attacking me, being able to effectively attack me and bird form out. All right. Do you realize that these are creatures who live in snowstorms? They may be well adapted to seeing through snowstorms. Whatever. When there's physical mass in your way, though, you just because you live in a house doesn't mean you can see through walls. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. Do you, do you, you not see you, through these walls? No, I don't. Are you see saying these you walls. can't see through the walls? No, I'm, I'm saying I can't see through these walls. No, it's oh. like they, they are they are very well adapted to seeing through snowstorms, but there is such a thing as a solid sheet of snow in front of you. <laughs> yes. Um, like it is currently snowstorming he makes it worse with a hurricane spell yeah so yeah hurricane bird form out Um, I'm assuming he stops or can't follow like as you as you cast the hurricane spell the wind kicks up around you you also can't see anything that's fine Uh, this takes your takes your action he gets his round to close on you because even as a huge creature, he's a quadruped. Yep. Um, huge creatures tend to be actually faster because longer legs, too. Yeah. And with a charge, he manages to get to your range. So, fortitude save against my DC of... Hang on. I mean, he probably can make it, but... Remember that plus 18 stamina that Nagantars have naturally? Yep. Uh, nope. DC 25. <laughs> Their fortitude bonus is huge. Yeah, he makes it. Their okay. fortitude bonus may be plus 25. Um, he, takes, he takes... 19 levels of monstrous humanoid... Well, that's if he's level 19. Uh, Magnetars have a base level. Magne- the Magnetars' base hit dice is 12. 12? Oh, sorry. So that's 6, 8, 9. That's plus 17 minimum. So it takes uh, six points of bludgeoning damage and five points of electrical damage. All right. But as you as you as you create as you bring your hands around and sort of form this hurricane around you and you begin to prepare to be shaped, the massive spear out that this magnetar is carrying lunges and cuts through the, the hurricane as he charges forward. What's your AC? Does he have a percentile chance to miss because he has to go through a 30-foot hurricane? You're in the eye of a hurricane, so yeah. he knows where he's aiming. He he's, doesn't... Also, he's also bigger than the hurricane is. Is he intelligent enough to know that I'm in the eye of the hurricane? He's aiming Wait. for where you were standing. You haven't moved. <laughs> I can move on my turn. They're not very bright. I can move on my initiative. Base concealment is 20%. Like Full concealment is 50 I'd say you've probably got... I would say I have full concealment. Through a hurricane. <laughs> In a snowstorm. That's sick. Split the difference, go with 35%. <laughs> was he distracted by the pinprick? Yeah, I was going with, I was going with, like, a, with like a 34 or 35. 
but now he makes it. Okay. Uh, my AC is currently low enough for him to hit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <currently>, Flashing dice! <laughs> currently 21, and I can see the dice so, flashing. So. And uh, he's charging, so that's double damage because he's wielding a lance-like weapon, and uh, then spears have a triple crit, so that's times four damage. Oh boy, return of crash math. Strength. Uh, which means that his strength modifier is eleven, which is a, it's a two-handed weapon. Let so me do the, Let me do this math myself, pass. please, Austin. Because <laughs> you, you, you talk, you talk, and I lose, and I lose. Austin, track. shut up. I'm, I'm narrating Austin, how, how much trouble you're up. in. Austin, shut up. <laughs> Austin, shut up. It's the return of crash math. John, <laughs> I'm the one getting stabbed. The bigger you get stabbed, the happier. <laughs> my my problem Shoida is well so, so is he getting stabbed Froden Shoida I've decided that's the correct pronunciation of the word so the, the, the timing of his stab is he already turned around to fly out is he getting stabbed in the backside uh basically <laughs> oh no I, 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 I wasn't I was gonna turn around to fly I was gonna turn so I'm getting stabbed like in the he, front he's, he's preparing to V-shape and his spear just cuts through the hurricane and digs into his shoulder yep you take 66 points of damage oh, I'm fine. <laughs> that'll hurt that's that's half my hit points. Over half my hit points, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, be shape out. <laughs> uh, and while you're doing that, could you make me a will save, please? A will save? Yes. <laughs> uh, how's a 35? Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> The, the sheer presence of this magnetar is a little startling, but you keep yourself uh, composed enough and you just be shape out and take off with the hurricane concealing you. He's going to take more damage because he's in the hurricane. Yep. Makes a fortitude save. Flashing dice! Yeah. Okay. Uh, six damage, six electrical, two bludgeoning. Sorry, six bludgeoning, two electrical. Alright. And pff, I'm out. I'll drop the hurricane after a minute and uh, head back towards them. And from where you're watching, the, the Magnetar just kind of yells at the hurricane as it takes off. And after a while, he just kind of reaches down, starts to, like, sticks a, a pair of fingers in the blood, brings it up to his mouth, sort of licks it, smells it, starts to turn around, realizes there's an arrow in his shoulder, <laughs> breaks it off, starts heading back into camp. <laughs> Okay. While I'm in beast mode, I'm going to cure myself. Uh, Yay, wild spell. Yes, Nat- natural spell. Natural spell. Natural spell, it's a thing I can do naturally. Um, see, if I had that flame, if I had a bird-shaped flamethrower, he would have been in so much pr- trouble. <laughs> Harrying attacks in bird form. Uh, for... Yeah, uh, cure serious wounds. I don't have. Well, no, I do have. Do I have cure? Yeah, I have cure serious wounds. Um, 3d8 plus 14. Like, cure wounds in 5th ed cures a lot more than cure wounds does in 3.5. Every edition of D&D has increased the cure value of spells. You should be 2nd edition curing spells. 17 plus 14. Uh, is a number 
is 31. Yeah, 31. Yep. I'll do it again. Fourteen plus fourteen is twenty-eight. Close enough. Close enough. I'm I'm close enough to max. All right. All right. Uh, fly back to them. Unbeast shape. They don't appear susceptible to negotiations. <laughs> I see. I well, I suppose we should bury the entirety of their compound. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Say that like it's an easy feat. <laughs> I didn't say it like it was an easy feat. I just said it as a matter of fact. We should return to sanctuary and see if Find our some troops. goblin friend can do something about this. We could bring a tank over here too. <laughs> just ram the mountain with a tank. <laughs> just, I mean, <laughs> bam! Snowfall. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, Crag, how much for an ICBM? How much can you make an earthquake machine? Can you make a nuclear <gasps> warhead? You, you, you have. We were, we were, small... ta- we were talking about the idea of making an earthquake machine. It's It'd probably be really easy to make, save for the ridiculous cost. I do want to remind okay. you. That... What, what would what would be the what would be the function difficulty of pulling a Tesla on this thing? <laughs> Are we just making an earthquake? Of making a bumper? Uh... Yes. <laughs> I mean, a thumper is a simple, repetitive task. It just goes clunk, 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 clunk at a specific no. frequency. Yeah, but you it just have to be really big. You and... have to have a couple hundred of them and just put them in line. Figure out the fault. He, uh, I can, I can determine. St- Stefano like between Stefano out... and I, could yeah, find Stefano the fault. Stefano can figure out the the the, the <laughs> where where we put everything. Between yeah, yeah like... between the two of us, we could find the optimal place to bury. You, you take about, about thirty thing. to forty of those things and put them in places. Yeah, a thumper is a simple repetitive task. It's function difficulty ten. So we're gonna fly back right. to sanctuary. Uh, I'm gonna we make take, a stop. We could, take, we could take three or four days to set this up. Oh yeah, no, and we could bury the place. I do want to remind you that you've seen how well a cobalt digs. Yeah. And so. there's a lot of cobalts in that community. So oh, yeah. The cobalts yeah. can I mean, dig no, out. We're, we're just gonna we're just gonna bear the the You yeah. imagine that the magnetars <laughs> would probably just slave drive the cobalts into digging out any snow you dump on. Oh uh, no, we have to go in and manually kill the man the magnetars. No, I'm not talking about this, uh, snow avalanche, I'm talking about Talking about rubble. Rubble. We're talking about rubble and I'm, I'm talking about again, <laughs> cobalt are some of the best yeah, miners. Right. Can we sure. can we just make an artificial volcano and just lava? But see, well, the, the thing is, as they come out of their little yeah, you know, as, they as, come, as they dig out, we'll just sit there and wait. They, they, they like, will blast them, pack sandwiches. With, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there is actually a function difficulty category for things that quote move mountains. Right, exactly. It's a little bit higher than my price and ability range. By a couple of digits. Well, 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 yeah, but I mean, either a, way, a combination of three tinkers. Either way, we can we can we can figure something out. Um, so yeah, we go back we go back to sanctuary first, stopping off at the farmers to inform them that we found the cause of their theft and that we're going to deal with it. Um, and then go to sanctuary to talk to the leadership. He says half a day ride out, half a day's ride back. We're flying back. You're flying back, and it's less than half a day. It's like a couple hours. Yeah. So what time of day is it by the time they get back? Uh, it's probably late at night. So I, so I, because yeah. I came back EOD, so I'm probably yeah. back probably by there. this point. Yeah. But huddle up in my little hole. Yep. Yep. Tell me, anyone have anything to do? I was gonna go talk to the leadership of Sanctuary. 
All right. They might be sleeping. They might. Yeah, we might have to wait till morning. I mean, you can like approach the the house that serves as both great hall and home for Najka. So yeah, see if they're awake. They might be. Yeah. I've learned at this point that fun yeah. things happen when Kalana comes back from little yes. day trips. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll keep an eye out and check out what they're up to. Are you? Uh, do you sleep in the Tinker Workshop? I'd imagine so. Yeah. So you're 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 in the same you're in the same building as Mazzy and Minzy. Just like yeah, they've yep. got like a small board. Basically, it's like it's like a small boarding room that is just like a bunch of like. Mazzy and Minzy have like a stacked bunk bed, and then like probably a bed for you and any other and, and their engineering assistants, like a, a series of regular beds off to like in the same room, just yep. sectioned off. But so when yeah. they start like, working, people, they don't use the beds all that much. Except mine so looks excited. fancy. Yeah, yours is fancy and deck <laughs> with stuff. Like everyone knows which one is Crag's bed. See how it goes. Char marks and uh, go to, uh, ivory and mahogany. <laughs> mahogany. Go to because because they've been raiding at night, they may decide that. It's time to attack, but uh, go ahead. It's probably soon, better sooner than later to inform Najka at oh, least. Yeah. All right, so you you um, you step up to the door and you get ready to knock before the door just opens and Najka is standing there in what appears to be a nightgown. It's sort of like very lightly tanned, sort of cloth and leather patches. Yeah, uh, very loose fitting. I thought there was going to be something coming. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, I kind of make a rumble when I walk, but... <laughs> Sorry to bother um, you at this hour. Remember that she's a shaman. I know. Yeah. We have determined that there is a clear and imminent threat to the community nearby. Wish to inform you of it and see what you would like done. What have you found? There is a contingent of magnetars camped out in the mountains half a day from here. They seem to have a collection of snowballs at their beck and call. They've been stealing food from the outlying farms we went to investigate, and they are most definitely hostile towards any outsiders. Yes, uh, magnetars are, tend to be hostile to anyone but their slaves. So, that is not surprising. Stealing food, you say? Yes. It looks they like there's see, like 50 they, to 60 of them. Yes. They were building some form of altar, or they have some form of altar in the middle of their encampment that they are putting food upon in sacrifice. Brand Bronzebeard came by recently, and he mentioned a Magnetar community nearby. I thought we wouldn't have to worry about it, but it looks like they're expanding, or at the very least, piling resources in. Hmm. I, come with me. He turns and starts heading inside. Is the door big enough for me to get through? Yeah. Okay. It's big enough for Crash to fit through. Crash went through there. <clears> okay. <throat> She makes her way. She makes her way into what is normally the the meeting table for the Council of Sanctuary, um, but she sits down at one of the seats and pulls a bowl and just pours water into it and begins to weave a spell over the bowl as she casts her scrying spell. Do you have anything from your encounter, or do you have a description of the location? I'll describe the the compound. 
in detail. All right. She pauses for a moment as she takes the mental image that you've given her and weaves her spell. And she stares down at the bowl as the image ripples for a moment and then begins to show an aerial view of the compound. Yes, this is exactly as Bran described. He called the place Bloodmar, apparently a title given for its leader, Gromthar the Thunderbringer. What did he say? Dangerous place. Rare for magnetars to gather in large numbers. There tend to be, shall we say, solitary. They tend, well, the women. Magnetar matriarchs tend to have a selection of mates. Although, rarely there is a patriarch who keeps a collection of women as well. It, they tend to have a single overlord and a handful of underlings, but to see a community this large is um, rare. Be, because, I, like, how, how clear is her scry? Is it fairly foggy, kind of? It's sort of rippling like water. I could probably make a clearer image because I've been there, right? Uh, scrying itself is never a very clear spell. Yeah. Like, with the description you've given, you're not too familiar with the place because you've seen it once. Yeah. So, you know, it, you probably, short of going there again, couldn't get too much of a better view. Okay. The uh, The view kind of folds in and locks onto the, the the totem in the center and the massive pile of food. Almost as like an offering. Potentially to Gromthar, or... I don't know that Magnetars have deities. To be fair, we don't know much about their culture in general. We don't know if they have a religion, or if they simply revere the strength of the biggest... The uh, the totem does signify some form of religious sacrifice, at the very least. It's either an offering to their leader or to some form of gods. It is rare for Magnetar, as I said this, to be in such large numbers, but it looks like Gromthar has something of a uh, strong grip, and at least a uh, more keen mind than most Magnetar, at the very least. He's gathered them together, likely through fear, but he seems to have a strong hold on them. (sighs) I'm not sure what should be done. Magnetars are a dangerous threat for anyone, even Sanctuary. Well, there are enough intelligent minds in the camp. I'm sure we can come up with some form of solution perhaps we'll have to think of something in the morning most of us are asleep I was only awoken because I had a a feeling um is she done using the bowl yeah may I for a moment she slides it across the table towards you I'm going to scry the farm that we tracked them from Uh and see if they've returned for whatever they're doing (laughs) just see if I can like catch them in the act, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as you bring down the scrying spell, uh, it is very, again, muddled, because you've been here once. You don't really have a clear image of the, of the landscape. But you do see the the, land, the, the farmlands, the, the surrounding hillside, and it's hard to make out details, but there do appear to be some shapes that are moving amongst the hills. It seems that they are back, or their raiding party is. <clears throat> Should we do a scouting run just to see what they're doing? It could be dangerous to confront them, but... I'm only worried of what would happen if they find that we've retaliated. Or if they interpret our investigation as a retaliation. Well, they seem to still be simply waiting for food for now. I will. Plan in the morning, then. We'll have to let this one slide. As much as I despise letting them take our own hard-grown crops, I'm simply worried that if one of them should survive and escape, then we would have the entire conclave marching down on us. You seem to have an idea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, early morning, like before dawn, if I could fly Craig out there with his, uh, you just want to drop bombs on them, don't you? No, 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 (laughs) with his coat and go in invisible, steal all the food off the altar, and take off. And just stick it in his coat and and in the bag of holding to steal the food back just so there's nothing there. If something, if they're expecting something to be fed, it's going to show up and get ticked. (laughs) That is an amusing suggestion. (laughs) I'm not 100% certain of the viability. I don't care. But I am amused. I mean, it would get our food back and it wouldn't immediately point fingers back to us. It would just kind of disappear. But then if they needed more food immediately, they would would make a larger strike against the farmland. Wouldn't they be guarding their food? That too. Well, I mean, it just going invisible. And then it they just, see just... you, and then you become food. Or they yeah. see invis- they see yeah, an they invisible see pocket of air where food is disappearing. <laughs> because they they probably don't have a whole lot of magic to detect magics type stuff or detect invisibility. We know a magic kobold. Yeah, I know, but I mean, some of them. No, that's true. Kobolds would have yeah more ability than I imagine. Co- <laughs> kobold geomancers are not exactly. I should rare. note that the Thunderbringers, the the large leaders of Magnetar groups tend to have some connection to the elements. Oh, yeah. They they tend to be led by shamans. Not a bad idea, <laughs> but perhaps on hold for another morning. In the meantime, let us let Najka rest. Yes. Thank you. It's been quite a few days. We take our leave. Okay. Rest well. Clank. You guys head out. She goes back to sleep. Yep. Okay. Go back to my grove. 
sit underneath my awning and pass out. Still on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Half ogres are very warm, so. <laughs> All right. Night passes. Day eventually dawns. A baby cries. <laughs> that Uh-oh. happens. He provides sound effects. I need some kind of like a wall busting death ray. Sorry, what? Some Crack, kind of a wall busting death ray. Crack dreams about wall busting death rays. Crack. I think Crack just wakes up with ideas like um, wall busting death ray. And then goes back to sleep. I mean, because it doesn't matter how long it takes to start the thing up. It'd be in the middle of a blizzard. They don't see it starting up until. You know, they don't see anything. Until the wall has been busted because of the death ray? Until yes. the wall has been busted and the death ray has been has earned its name. Until you break the walls it... down. Break the walls! Because it'd be really easy to mount some kind of an ambush on this thing if we wanted to go that kind of route. Oh, no. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's meet with the leaders and so, Strafonio. I know. Come morning, Strafonio is to... going to go uh, knock on Najka's door. Okay. You knock... And a short while later, the uh, door opens, and Najka is saying they're dressed once again in her normal, Mm -hmm. like, leather robes that she wears, like, slightly reddish orange, you know, fur lined. Uh, hello, Stefonio. How can I help you? Me want to find kobolds. Me here, there are kobolds here. Uh,. In Northrend, yes, there are some kobolds in, well, throughout the continent, actually. You have kobold miners, yes? Yes. Here. Our, our, um, uh, the local mine is actually run by the kobolds. Me want meet with kobolds. Uh, Have things to discuss with kobolds. Certainly, um... Minzy oversees operation of the mines. Um, I will take you to her and she will... Show you there. Uh, so Najka leads you over to the Tinker's Workshop. Uh, there is a din of noise coming from inside. It sounds as, like power tools. As Craig is working on a wall-busting death ray. <laughs> Not just him, like... Craig and the anybody. other Tinkers are working on a wall-busting death ray. No, no, it's like... There's a noise like... Basically, like welding and power tools as you as you enter, and you can see that uh, Mazzy has the mother of invention on like massive hooks suspended from the air while she's working on some of the lower end portions of it. Minzy's at a workstation cobbling together explosives, just like putting fuses in charges, setting like explosive payloads. And, and I'm beginning to frantically draw out blueprints as my tank sits behind me being polished by my robot minions. Because <laughs> I have those little auto-repair nanobots. They also polish minions. it. Yeah. I, like to, I like to imagine that... The repair bots, yeah. Either Mazzy or re- Minzy yeah. has this playing as they work. Uh, actually, Minzy's, Minzy's actually got a small box that plays Powerhouse. Oh, powerhouse? Yes. I was saying, like, uh, the Spooky spooky Scary Skeletons remix. The the EDM remix. No, it's... Yeah, it's definitely powerhouse it's playing right now. Uh, But, um... 
Yeah, as you, as you, as the two of you enter, uh, Najka just tries to cut through the, the noise. Minzy! Minzy! As she gets slowly a little bit louder and slightly more growl, uh, the, the, the goblin, like, looks over her shoulder. What? Oh, yeah, um, be right with you. She reaches over and hits the box and it stops making the noise. The, the, it stops playing the music. And she... Like puts down the 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 the, the spooled um, wick that she was using for the the bombs and sets aside the charges that she was working on. Dusts herself off from the black powder that's covering her. Turns and walks over. Yeah, what can I get you? What's the matter? Um. Yes. Uh, it looks like uh, Strafonio here would like to speak with the the cobalt miners. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Sure. Um. Always wow. Uh, hey, Craig, can I borrow your bike? <laughs> Fine, just get it back in one piece. Hey, you know I'm not the one. Well, I am the one who makes things explode, <laughs> but I don't make myself explode. <laughs> we have an interlude while Strafonio changes a diaper. Well, there is a baby being changed. <laughs> so I'm, I, yeah, I'll just randomly pull a bike out of my. Jacket. Unfold. Right. Did you get the sidecar on that? <laughs> <laughs> There's a griffin in the background. Interesting environment to play under. <laughs> the answer is yes. I uh, never really got around to that. Um, All right, I'll get it attached. Don't worry about it. She wheel. She wheels in like a massive, like one-person sidecar. And, like, a roll craft. Yeah, in about less than a minute, she's managed to, like, get a hook onto the side of, on the side of the bike and attach the sidecar to it. All right. As soon as I figure out which mic is Austin's, I'll mute it. <laughs> which, if he did mute the mic, there are baby-changing noises in the background, so that's why he muted the mic. No. We hope. No, that's all right. I didn't get it. Anyway. So. Now, why are you drilling back there, by the way? Eh, you know, the usual death rays, fun things, you know. A wall-busting death ray. What, what did you work on last night? Last night? Things. Yeah, Many of things. Death rays, eh? I suppose that's good. Well, you see, there is a, there is a bit of a wall problem. If uh, The whole thing with... What if it... What if instead of just death, it shot fire? No. Like, it's gonna shoot everything. Like, <clears throat> no, 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 no. Like, it's shooting fire. everything. No, this, fire. this is gonna be fire, light, everything. It ain't, it ain't shooting death. It's shooting everything. I mean, everything that causes death. <laughs> all right. And all right. a few other things too. Why not? Yeah, lightning and sonic. I'll, I'll leave you to, to it. I, 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 trust, I trust your ingenuity when it comes to. It's a lightning fire sonic cannon. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> yeah, I trust your ingenuity when it comes to stuff like that. One d six of every element. <laughs> Why just one? Why just one d six? Yeah. Five d six lightning. Five d six sonic. Five d six. Five d six fire. Five d six necrotic. Five d six radiant. Five. <laughs> I don't think machines can do radiant or necrotic damage. <laughs> um, figure it out. Unholy. Well, that's why I hire a mage. Techno mage. 
Just get it enchanted. Done. <laughs> I, I would say that in the in the case of a multi-element gun, you would just choose the number of d6s of damage it does and divide it how you choose. I, I Yeah, I know. Yeah, 36d6. <laughs> I can only so far get 5d6 per round. So if I had something that, like, charged up and then fired... Yeah? Like, charge the death rate. What if it just did, like... A revolving D6. Or, sorry, revolving elemental damage. No, no, no. I'm thinking something that, like, charges, charges up for, an hour. for several minutes or an hour, and, and then, then everything blast. in front of it dies. Like, yeah, so 5D6 a round, charge up for, you know, 100 rounds. That's 500D6 of damage. Not sure if I'd be able to get quite a linear charge up from that, but that's what I'm thinking. Probably also have a capacity. So if I had, like... If I made it time factor, like, minutes or hours, how much damage do you think I'd be able to make this thing do reasonably? Yeah, if you make it minutes, you'd probably be able to get, I'm going to say, like, if it takes a minute to fire and you can charge it, I would say you'd after the full minute of charging up, it would probably do, I would say, like, 40d6. Not quite Sweet. a not quite a full five d six every round, but <laughs> Sweet. still a lot of damage. You took a minute to charge the death ray. That's one hundred twenty. Charge the death ray. <laughs> yeah, fifty so forty d six, ten d six fire, ten d six lightning, ten d six sonic, <laughs> and ten d six whatever. And is that just going to be standard like? Simple responsive with firearms and slow ground vehicles or something higher. Uh, what's, what's simple responsive at? Simple responsive is 20 with uh, firearms. Make it 25. 25, so somewhere between clockwork guards and firearms. I all yeah. tinker game where we spend half the game figuring right. out the math for building our stuff and the other half wiping out the world. <laughs> <laughs> wiping out the world and using it to build new machines. So... <laughs> I'd like to convert this fair planet into a into a flail, please. A self-propelled flail. I'd like to convert this fair planet into a Death Star. Basically. And then use the sun to power it. Alright, so the uh that was you. Uh after Minzy gets the sidecar attached. So what was she what was she saying to Strefonio? Yeah, it's like, alright. Uh Strefonio, let's uh let's get going. Take it over to the mine. Let's hop in the sidecar. He pops in. Alright. She gets on the she gets on the seat. You do have to touch the sidecar. Yes. Yeah, but it's not a critter. <laughs> That's okay. okay. As long as inanimate objects. As okay. long as she doesn't reach over and try to stabilize him. Because he's the also road. touching the air and the ground and his clothes. Well, he so. doesn't want to touch, so. As long as nothing makes an action to touch him. And of course, since it's the morning, Serfonio smells very strongly of bleach. <laughs> Wait, what? Bleach? Yep. All right, let's go. Wait, what? <laughs> he smells of bleach. Every morning, Strafonio smells incredibly strongly of bleach. Because he washes himself in bleach every day. Oh, so now the germs can touch you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway, so the, uh, the, the, the bike kicks to life. And Does bleach exist in the Warcraft universe? Feeds its way. You need Why to invent it. And speeds its way along to where the mine is at. You imagine it probably would have been like a half day's walk to get there on foot. You got there in less than an hour. 
<laughs> five minute drive. Yeah, <laughs> five minute drive probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you 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 get there and the 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 bike like starts to turn does basically does like the the mm-hmm. motorcycle side stop. It just takes half a mile to side stop. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> The motorcycle only goes 100 miles an hour, actually. It's the tank that goes 300. Yeah. But, yeah, the motorcycle, like, pulls the side stop and just stops outside the, uh, outside the mine. Alright, we're here. Come on, let's go inside. I hop out. She, step, she steps inside into the mine where there is a small um, alarm bot waiting. It's sort of like a small little walking thing with a pair of flashlight eyes and a pair of trumpets for hands and just a big spinning light on its head. It it just steps up. Hello, operator. Greetings and welcome to the mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Mimsy's the goblin, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Everything going well? Mine operating at peak efficiency... Good, good, good. Uh, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got my rod, by the way, out. So I'm guessing that all the minerals uh, this deep in have already been very well mined. Yeah, yeah, like, your this area has been mined out. <coughs> uh, where's, um, meh, 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 Foreman, which one, which one, which one? Uh, which one's free? Uh, Foreman Kisrin is currently on lunch. Sure. Uh, mess hall, right? Yeah, I'll head there. Come on, follow me. I follow along. Uh, so she walks through the mines for a little bit. Uh, there's several different support structures that the kobolds have built. Uh, makes her way into what appears to be a small mess hall that the kobolds have built. Uh, where one of the one of the fancier looking kobolds who's got, you know... You can tell he's also got an ever-burning candle. He probably paid for that with his wages from the mine. Um, he, you know, sit. He is sitting in wearing what looked to be actually well-kept overalls. You know, mining outfit. Got his prospector's hat sitting next to him, which has a hole for the candle to fit through. Uh, I like that the candle's not on the hat because it's cobalt. It's glued to his head. Um. Do, am I, have I detected any magic since we've entered the mine, by the way? Just on him, on his ever-burning candle. Okay. I'm going to uh, walk up to the foreman. Hello, Mr. Fonio. Hello, I am Kesrin. Me here. Kobolds live here, live at peace. Yes. Sanctuary pay us, we mine ore for them. They give us gold, we... We make good time having fun mining. Ooh. How come to arrangement? Was mean troll. Had us as slaves. Had us mine for him. No pay. But sanctuary came through. Kill troll. Hire us to manage mine. Sound very simple. Yes. Work well. (laughs) How we replicate business model. (laughs) <laughs> get more trolls to enslave more kobolds have more people kill the kobolds <laughs> trolls. trolls kill the trolls kill not the trolls. kill the kobolds <laughs> kill the trolls yes that one kill me, the think, me think it'd be hard sanctuary seem more friendly than most hmm 
strange arrangement. Now, how long have Dig here? Mm, been year since Sanctuary came through. Ooh. So it worked long time. Yes. Many cobalt children born. Horde and Alliance not problem here? No, Sanctuary keep Horde and Alliance out. Hmm. Maybe Northrend new home. Home where kobolds free. Sanctuary only so big. Only so much room. Sanctuary need be bigger. Should, yes. <laughs> Sanctuary be all Northrend. <laughs> Would be a good idea. Then Sanctuary take over Alliance ground and Horde ground. World be Sanctuary. Everything be good. <laughs> Too many people. But mm. good idea. True point. Okay. Me find way. Sanctuary full of good people who don't dislike kobolds. Oh. Sanctuary get too big. Then all the people who don't like kobolds get in sanctuary. That problem. <laughs> Me have lava. That fix problem. Stephonio <laughs> <laughs> proposes genocide. <laughs> sanctuary says... No. <laughs> I mean, just, you know. Okay. Put that on hold. Now, these are regular kobolds, not snowbolts, because they were hired from normal lands. Yeah. Yes. How adjusting to weather? It's cold. Very cold. But, sanctuary provide heat. That's good. I look over at the, the goblin. You use fancy tech whizzing word devices to make heat? Uh, yeah, we've actually got auto furnaces that can just... Whenever they're cold, we just hand them one of them. They can carry it with them or they can set it down somewhere and it heats up the place real nice. Space heaters, nice. Good man, good man. Not space heaters, all the furnaces. She points at her chest. Not man. Good man. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, not much there on goblins anyways. (laughs) I don't know, you'd be surprised what some goblins will pay for. But would Mizzy pay for it? No yeah. comment. <laughs> no <way>. comment. <sighs> Only if they're weaponized. <laughs> We've entered Austin Powers territory. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Anyway, you good here or you want me to take you back? Uh, one moment. I pull out a copy of the, the runes I found of, of all the different races. Look at races. Tell me what you think they are. I point first at the, the ones that are obviously dwarves. Uh, that's dwarves. Uh, that one's gnomes. Uh, if I had to take a guess, that'd be those uh, big stomping Viking guys. I don't remember their names. Viking. Um, them, yeah. <laughs> and that one, I... Uh, looks like kobolds. See? What do you think? I showed the kobold foreman. Hmm? No black kobolds, big tunnels. Yes. Made by Freya. She tightened watcher. Make mm. all races just like dwarf. And Vrykul. And gnome. So. You know what this means. <laughs> Kobold thinks for a second. No. <laughs> it means kobold important. <laughs> Kobold's always important. Kobold's best miner there is. Yes! We know that! 
Me need go convince other people that. Okay. Thank you. Good he luck. got what me need know. Stefonio then runs into a wall of apathy. Good luck. Stefonio <laughs> is going to run hard into that wall of apathy. It's like, <laughs> call it important. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to go too. Alright. Go back. Everybody he meets from now on will only be less enthusiastic than that foreman. <laughs> <laughs> Which is impressive. <laughs> I head back. You head back. <clears throat> well, the thing is, he's a he, he like Stefonio is an impressively intelligent kobold who has found a lot of stuff. The foreman doesn't know jack about anything outside of mining. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> like he has no idea who titans are. Okay, you said yeah, words. He has no point of reference for anything Stefonio just said. <laughs> he's ex- he, he's excited that Stefonio is excited, but. You I'm know. happy. I'm happy. You're happy. <laughs> I don't know why you're happy. Uh, so the rest of us have got a meeting with the council of, of well, sanctuary. Well, we have to return the motorcycle. So I probably and I got there. I was there break of dawn. So do I get back in time for the meeting? Yeah, probably because it's probably more like some midday. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> at least after breakfast. Yeah, like everyone has at least eaten their food first. <laughs> after I yes, after I've eaten a whole horse. Uh, <laughs> Large. I have to eat a lot of meat. <laughs> you could be a vegetarian. No. <laughs> I thank the land for its bounty and eat the pig whole. <laughs> well, like <laughs> it's just fire. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of vegetarians in the Sonorian circle. Not a lot of vegetarian orcs or half ogres or half ogres. Like I, I, you, you have to understand. In order to be a vegetarian, I would have to eat half of a forest a day, <laughs> which eat, would be counterintuitive. You eat the whole tree. Yeah, just you, just chop it down, shove in mouth, <laughs> which would be counterintuitive. Okay. Well, you'd have to eat something like kudzu, so it grows back every day. Not filling enough. I would waste away. I'd be an emaciated half-ogre, which is still bigger than most things, but still. <laughs> we get back for this meeting. It's like All the right. upkeep for an okay. elephant. So the, the council is gathered. Markash is there, obviously, because he's the guy who runs most of the military. Who? Make sure that things are going. Head of the Iron Fangs. Oh. Um, you know, Markash, Nashka, um... You guys never chose a banker, but there is a banker, and I'm going to leave him out because he's probably not important enough to do with this information right now. I'm not sure what the banker has to do with this information. Yeah, it's like the banker's not really relevant here. We name him Bob. (laughs) Bob the banker. Bob the banker. Can we invest it? Bob the banker. (laughs) Yes, we can. Bob the banker. Are we too big to fail? Bob the banker. Yes, we are. (laughs) Everyone hates Bob the banker. Children's show. <laughs> it's a depressing children's show. Teaching all about economics and the banker's almost definitely a goblin. Ripping people off. Oh no, like the, no. the banker is They wouldn't allow it. The banker is certainly a goblin. <laughs> Goblins know the best how to handle money. And how to not spend it. Well yeah. How no, specifically how to spend money to make money. <laughs> you got to spend money to make money. 
they say to people that they want to give them money and not give money in return. <laughs> that, that phrase is a lie. Is a, is a lie configured to make other people spend more money. <laughs> I, I need to tell you how investment works sometimes. No, John. no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm in, in, the, in the context of goblins. Ah. That phrase is a lie. <laughs> I fully respect the work that the bank has done, but there's a very good reason I haven't taken a loan from them. Because they will take it out. <laughs> like... Craig doesn't spend money to make money. He takes crap, makes more crap, and makes money. <laughs> it's not crap. That's it's, called it's... a con. <laughs> it's not an investment strategy. Exactly. My devices are totally, you know, they're, they're, they're totally reliable. Regardless, we have a meeting. When I use them. Did that, far, did that sailor, did that farmer ever die, by the way? Who knows? <laughs> we haven't gone back. Hey, you know, that device worked for like a solid two weeks or something. So right. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like, you, you haven't gone back to Elwyn Forest. Which is <laughs> currently on fire. <laughs> I don't and think I don't it had a catastrophic that. failure rate. It had a tech score of like two. <laughs> yeah, but in order to make it cheaper, he gave it a catastrophic failure rate. Anyway, so... Just because the malfunction rating was as high as it could possibly be, and it explodes to, you know... 25% one of the time. the time. Yeah, 25% of the time. Actually, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily explode. It's just any random malfunction. Which would actually mean it had a malfunction of 4 or lower because I chose random malfunction. So, yeah. Anyways, meeting. Anyway. So, uh... Everyone who is relevant to this situation is there. So, Mark Ash opens up. So we've got a problem. Yes. Our druid friend here and our ranger have informed me that we've got a magnetar civilization stealing our food at night. How magnetars steal food? Very big. Easy to see. They uh, have a slave race of snowballs. Kill all magnetars, free snowballs. Best solution. I was like, <laughs> I second. They have, they have cobalt slaves. Nope, kill them. <laughs> I mean, they don't want to talk, so. The problem is, They're a big. single magnetar is worth about 10 of my men. And I don't like those odds when the ranger tells me there's about 60 of them. And how many cobalt, how many snowballs did I see? Uh, they're small and fast. They're hard to count. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And a large number of slave snowballs. So, we cause overthrow of, of tyranny, get snowballs on our side, kill all magnetars, make dead. I appreciate that you're a very willful and very powerful cobalt, Stephonio. <laughs> But I don't think most kobolds are willing to break out from under oppression. Me fix. Keep talk, me think. <laughs> so, we've got a few plans. Can you hear the kobolds sing? Sing the song of angry kobolds. <laughs> it doesn't really. But it's the spirit Keep that goes. Some of us have mentioned bringing an avalanche down on them. I don't think that's going to work. These people are used to living in snow. They've probably pulled... They've, they, I'm willing to bet that a single magnetar could probably shove his way through a snowfall. And not to mention, they've got kobolds working under them. Kobolds are the best miners there are. Point in fact, our mind. They can dig their way out of an avalanche. Um, question. How good's 
Kobold as Sapper. Give each Kobold explosive. Kobold finds strategic place, put explosive, and then boom. Magnetar's gone. Again, we have to convince them to do that for us. They're living under oppression. I don't think they want to get on the bad side of the people who can I, step I, on them. And I think them. he was referring to our kobolds. No! Me no. refer to those kobolds. Oh, never mind them. Yeah. Me emboldened spirits. <laughs> Very good public speaker. You're going to have to do a lot to get through to people who can be stepped on by the people who are running them and die. Magnetar like, try step on me, Magnetar dead. <laughs> That's probably... No touch! <laughs> Okay, the, why don't we I just do admit, just do I one at a time? You are a unique case, Trifonio, but can I don't you, think the rest of them are going to go. Can you that. kill sixty of them? It'll take three months. We have can-do attitude. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, one of our other plans is to simply fortify our farms and put up a guard and make sure that they can't keep taking food from us. This has its own set of problems. If the Magnetars see us as retaliating, they might just send their full force at us. And while I think we could probably kill 60 Magnetars, the life toll would be astronomical. And I don't think I want to lose that many people. I think a progressive strategy would be better. As opposed to reactive. So... The problem is, there's too many of them in one place. And we can't exactly starve them because they're actively taking our food. What they do with food? They're trying to sacrifice it on an altar to something. Could we... Well, uh, burying them in an avalanche wouldn't necessarily stop them. Just as a distraction. Would, would it corral them in such a way that it is easier to bottleneck their company? It might be difficult to fight 60, uh, 60 magnetars in the open as a group, but one at a time surely could be felled fairly easily. Problem with that, um, if you level an avalanche on them, you'll either be stuck in the cave with them... Or stuck outside with whoever's out. Me have question. What happened if leadership fall apart? That is a possibility. They seem to be held up by a tyrant, and magnetars are known to be very solitary. Typically, one alpha keeps five, six under his command and tends to roam and, you know, keep a... Um, her command. Magnetar matriarchal society. Right. According to our Bronzebeard friend, this one is run by a patriarch. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that bad idea. Assassination sounds like a Assassination is a little simpler than Well, what we should do is see if we can... From what I understand, it really is just a matter of who's bigger, and it just happens to tend towards the women being the big ones. We just need to figure out if they're being basically enslaved by whoever this tyrant is... And if they are, then we can probably just off him and they'll all go off and do their own thing. Well, they might, but they may also wreak havoc, havoc while going off to do their own thing. Me think uh, what happened can... is uh, power vacuum create power struggle. 
Yes. Conflict within Magnetar. Magnetar fight Magnetar. Get into big fight. We come in, sweep up Remnant, free snowboards. Everybody smiles. <laughs> I second. <laughs> Theoretically. Well, that, is certainly a, that is certainly a possibility, but we're going to have to figure out how we're actually going to get to the leader. And also, who the leader is. I don't know about you, but I can't tell one Magnetar from another. Yeah. They have subtle distinctions. Uh, we start aerial bombardment and we see who's, who yells at who to do what. <laughs> I mean, certainly. Not one to create outside power. enemy. Outside enemy mean power vacuum filled by whoever able to cause threat against outside enemy. Need to have division B from within. Best if we can frame Magnetar. Alternatively, Ooh. is there anyone on this continent that owes us a favor? I mean... Pretty much everybody, but we don't care. I mean, come on. <laughs> We've helped just about everyone. Yeah. I don't know that anyone really wants to throw hundreds of their soldiers at 60 Magnetar, though. What no, about we... one hammer? <laughs> um, me what tell you about Thorum Hammer? <laughs> I feel like the collateral damage would not be worth it. Too close. <laughs> me not like plan. <laughs> I mean, it would be effective. <laughs> Mr. Wild and destroying Elfman, half of our farmlands. Yes, it would. You <laughs> half a day. You away. also sneaky, right? Turn invisible. Yes. You and me sneak in, scout out, find leader. Yeah. Come back, information. We can do that. All right. Then we got a plan. Uh... <laughs> Tell you what, I'm sending Percy with you. Okay. Who? Percival Ashworth is our finest gunman. Ooh. And also a reference. Um, <laughs> only a little bit. He invisible? Well, they call him Whisper, but... That inaudible. He invisible? No, but he'll keep an eye on you. I mean, okay. Can't really see a Whisper, though, can you? He see many things. I just look down at you. You smell weird. <laughs> Ready to go. Alright. Uh, he okay. just kind of like reaches up and taps a like a silver earring that he's got. Whisper, if you could meet them outside. You've been listening, I presume. Yeah, alright. Okay. Can By the f- way, Stefonio, real quick. You're pretty good at uh, writing things down, keeping track of stuff, right? Yes. Uh, try to see if you can uh, figure out where their fortifications are. I've, I've got something that, if we need to go down to an assault, can take care of those pretty quick. Okay. And everything behind it in a 20-mile radius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's an added benefit. Half the mountain gets slammed. <laughs> 30 D6 sonic damage is a thing. That will level most structures, yes. 40 right. D6 sonic, stru- sonic right. damage. So the group of you head outside. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaning on the wall of the structure as you walk out is a very tall, very long-clad uh, Forsaken. Um, 
he sort of leans against the side of the wall with a long rifle slung over his shoulder. Uh, His hair has gone completely, like, ashen gray, and he wears sort of a super long coat that's buttoned up in the front, has the the collar comes over most of his face. Um, And he just kind of stands up as, as, as you leave. Hello. I'm Percival Ashworth. Call sign Whisper. Long-range assassination specialist of the Iron Fangs. And I'm Kalana, and this is... Nistrophonio! <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Alright. We're planning on, yeah, sneaking in and... So you're our recon group? <clears throat> yep. Alright. I, the- I could theoretically also recon by turning into a bat. <laughs> then let's get moving. Oh. You'll want these. He holds out a pair of silver earrings. Okay. Both of you take one. Drop on your monkeys. I hold it out. He holds it. He holds it out above your hand. Hold hand underneath. Drops it into your hand. Takes. <laughs> um, I'm going to okay, use so a cleaning what? cantrip on it and then put it in my ear. Mm. <laughs> okay, just put it on the ear. Yeah. Is it? He puts a hand to it, and you don't hear him speaking audibly, but you do hear him speaking. This is our oh. communication method. Sorry if it gets a little bit noisy. All the Iron Fangs who are above Fang have one of these. Okay. And you hear, you hear it from somewhere else. That's right. And <laughs> while you're on our communications network, you're probably going to hear all of us talking about our jobs until you get out of our range. So... I would like you to keep the privacy of the company, please. Question, are there things nonverbal? Do you have uh, to talk into them? Yeah, you don't have to talk into them. Uh, you can... I, you, you, it's, not a, it's not a mental command, but you don't have to speak audibly. Okay, you, you, you like can just... Word, mutter. Mutter. Okay. Okay, so yeah, that's probably um, something we should get. <laughs> we should probably head out. Okay, like as a group, we should probably have some means of communication. <laughs> I can cast a spell that does that. I can create a telepath- telepathic bond between all of us if we need it, <laughs> or if Strafonio feels like it. <laughs> Those are very different circumstances. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. So, okay. Um... <clears throat> Do you need a second mount? Uh, no. Um, Me fly. Are we going to fly? Does Percy need a, need a ride or what? Is he going to be walking? Or, uh, two okay. people can't fit on your hippogriff. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, he can to get, to get out there. To get initially, I guess, yeah. My arms don't get tired. He just grabs onto the, to the hippogriff's claws. Okay. He just... So we I mean, can fly up he there. He can sit up with them. Like, oh, he can sit up there. He just wants to hang around. He just wants to hang around. He just wants to hang out for a bit. Exactly. Well, the rest of us will be at Sanctuary doing stuff. <laughs> He's going to, yeah. <laughs> I imagine Craig is working. I'm Craig actually, is still... I'm actually probably yes. sitting... I'm actually probably going to go to the workshop and sit down and just watch I'll Watch Craig. <laughs> What does Tommy do during off time? Exactly, yeah, actually. The ear to ear grin does not break. Well, currently I'm 
apparently she's on him, but... She's just chilling. Yeah, she probably got off and do her own thing. And probably needs to, you know, eat at some point and, you know, <laughs> she survive had some, somehow. She had some of the boar I had earlier. She's fine. <laughs> he feeds me. What is Tommy's own thing? Uh, give me a second. Enigmatic. Right. Let, let, Tom- me know, let me know when you've got something. Tommy wanders around being enigmatic. In, in the meantime... Uh, so it's the, a full-time the, job. The, the group of you are flying your way towards the camp. Uh, Whisper is just sort of holding on to the the, uh, the hippogriff's wrist as he just kind of dangles. He's got he's got his rifle in one arm, just kind of looking through the scope as he looks out forward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we are going to touch down somewhere out in the. Hey there. Uh, it's, this is uh, Sasaku, this is John. Uh, so it was at this point that Audacity decided that it wasn't having any of it and had decided to stop. Um, we we realized this uh, far too late for us to go back and continue, so here I am giving you an update as to what happened after uh, the audio cut out here. Um, basically, uh, the group found the, uh, you know, they went and infiltrated the, uh, the, uh, magne- the, uh, enemy fortress, the Magnetar, uh, area, uh, discovered that they were doing some form of divine ritual to, uh, give themselves enhanced powers, um, and came back to report that all to Sanctuary, at which point we discovered we were under attack by the Lich King's forces. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Um, we are going to be switching from Audacity to Audition. Uh, the battle with the Lich King's forces has not yet occurred, so uh, you're not missing much. Uh, we we didn't go much much longer than just the infiltration. Most most of the rest of the episode was infiltrating the uh, the uh, the Magnetar base, and um, we apologize for Audacity crapping out. Uh, but we are switching to a better software next week, so it should work fine. And we shouldn't have an issue like this again. So thank you all for listening. Um, you know the spiel. This is sort of a tack on. So thanks for listening. We've been Foundation Films. We produce a wide variety of content every other week. Check us out our website. It's Also on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash FSFilms. Uh, thank you to our $200 supporters. And we'll see you all next time. Bye.